you're listening to the Coaching Matrix private podcast with Amber Smith. So today we're talking about offers um, and all of this is we're building on the identity work that we've done. We're building on making powerful decisions because truly what you're going to see today is offers are just decisions that you make for your business. And we're going to talk about the broad type of offers today. Um, and then we're going to kind of go into nitty gritty details about like masterminds, one-on-one group programs and all of that. And it's not that different. It's just powerful decisions. And we'll talk about more about making offers tomorrow. So there's going to be two books that I recommend. Um, these are them. I learned so much about running a coaching business from this book. I cannot recommend it highly enough. I think it's like 50 bucks. I, I truly feel like I've like a hundred X, not quite close because of this book. <laughs> like you got to read it. It is so good. Um, and then this one is by Russell Brunson and it's called expert secrets. Highly recommend this book as well, because as a coach, like we are in the expert, what people call the expert industry. And I really recommend those, both of those two books. I study them. I've read both of those books multiple times. And so a lot of what I've learned has been from those um, two books about offers, making offers, thinking like a marketer. Um, in fact, that's a huge piece of what we're going to do today. Thinking like a marketer is a little bit different than thinking like a coach. Very similar, but there's a few key differences that we'll talk about. So we're going to jump in. The five P's of any offer. This is what I use to craft all my offers. Um, and this can work for one-on-one. -on -one. This can work for groups. This can work for masterminds. This can work for consultations. In fact, I highly recommend that you do this same process of like discovering and clarifying and getting really sold on these five Ps for every free offer you do as well. The price would just be zero. Um, because this is going to give you the clarity and we're going to talk about um, some key differences. Like it, just because we're going to talk about the five P's doesn't necessarily mean you're going to, you're going to sell it that way. Like, especially um, the problem to be solved. You don't really need to say that in your marketing. And so we're going to kind of distinguish those things as well. Like what you would tell your client about versus what you just deeply understand and believe in. Cause those are two different things, two different skill sets. I like to think of offers as like the bridge where we meet our clients and where our belief and their belief comes together, right? Like it's their opportunity to say yes to their dream and it's your opportunity to get paid as a coach. And so it really is this um, melting point. And so any offer you make, you should know and have clarity and be sold on these five Ps, the person, the problem to be solved, the price you're going to charge, the process that's included in your offer and the promise, which is where most of you guys are getting stuck. <laughs> and so we're going to talk about it. Let's jump. Um, the person, this is just, this is just who you're working with. What I want to challenge you to start thinking about is selling and talking to your best client, especially for a lot of you guys, you're wanting to charge more high ticket or at least selling coaching packages. You've got to think about innovate for and speak to the best client. My coach says like, speak to the oldest kid in the room. And I really like that metaphor too. There's always going to be clients. Like when I think about your client roster, right? Like, let's say you have 10 clients, there's going to be um, like, just think about the bell curve, right? In math, like there's going to be some clients who, who struggle, who don't quite get results that you hope for. 
Um, maybe they are hard to coach. Maybe they're resistant to the coaching, whatever. That's going to happen no matter what level you're at. Then most of your clients are going to fall in like the main bell curve, right? Like they're good. They show up, they get results. It's great. And then you're going to get the top, top 1% or 5%, 10%, whatever, who just like blow their, blow your mind. They're the ones that you're going to want to share their testimonials. They're going to tell everyone about you because they got such amazing results. Right. And all of it is normal, right? Who we speak to is the top, right? Like the ones that are going to get the best results. They want the coaching. They see the value in it. Like that's who we're speaking to. That's the person we want to sell to. And so when you're considering this last question, like who would be your most ideal, like most ideal client, a lot of um, coaches are afraid to speak to their best ones because that's not the norm. But no matter what you do, no matter who you speak to in your marketing, you're still going to get that bell curve. Like that's just going to be part of the process. And so you don't need to worry about leaving people behind or not getting clients because you're giving them a standard to rise to. And so that's how I like to think about it. Um, And you can like take notes, like whatever is coming to your mind, like, are you accidentally speaking to someone who's not ready or doesn't like, or doesn't believe in coaching or are you speaking to the best people who are like, I get it. I understand it. I love it. I, I want this. And that's like, um, that's a constant evolution. Like I am still getting better at this. And it's kind of like the way that I think about it. If you think about the bell curve, as you grow your business, what happens is your top clients become like the norm. Like when I first started coaching coaches, they, most of the clients I was working with, like had made no money and they were new and like, they were more like, like beginners. Right. And now like I, I see my bell curve and like some of my top, top performing clients are making multiple six figures. Some of them are making 50 K and some people are new and it's just the whole spectrum. And, but who I speak to is the top, not because they're better, not because I'm like, it's morally more (laughs) um, significant. It's not, it's not about that. It's because as you evolve, so do your clients. As you get better, your clients will get better. And so your messaging, the way you talk to them has to evolve with you. And so, and this is really good to go through if you've changed your niche, if you've raised your price, if you um, have changed like the length of your offer or what you're doing with your clients, all of this is going to be relevant to go through every time you make a change to your offer. Because what I've found, we're going to talk about high ticket one-on-one, which is what I'm, I'm really interested in helping you achieve is like selling those packages you got to sell to a certain kind of person. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. So I'm just going to play to see. (laughs) The next thing you're going to think through and be really sold on is the problem that you're going to solve. This isn't necessarily something that you're going to put in your Instagram bio or anything. This is for you to know you're helping people solve problems. All businesses are in business because they solve problems. The higher level problem you solve, the more you get paid. And so it's so important to have a lot of clarity and belief in the problems you solve um, because it's going to be easy for you to talk about. It's going to be easy for you to share your price. It's going to be easy for you to speak about what you do to people, whether it's on a consult, on social media, in person, at the grocery store, it doesn't matter. It's important to make this as simple as possible. We don't need to make this super complicated. We also don't necessarily need to try to be different than other coaches, right? Like I gave some examples like, there's a lot of people like me who help coaches and entrepreneurs, right? Like I don't have to try to be so different than them that people don't understand what I do. Cause that happens, right? If we try to use different language or explain it in a different way or a cute way, we actually like don't get the message across. 
The other thing um, that I think is important is that it's so easy to get what you do at a first glance. Like in psychology, I remember learning, we make opinions of people within like the first eight seconds of getting to know someone. So the more simple and powerful you can be with the, what you're offering, the more they're going to understand, the more, gonna, they're, the more they're going to believe that you can help them. So the other example I gave is like, I solve the problem of people not being able to lose weight. That's not complicated, right? Like people want to lose weight. I solve that problem for them. What is yours? What problem do you solve? If you can't write it down in one sentence, it probably needs to be cleaned up. The next part of an offer is the price. And this is where a lot of people get hung up. And these are the questions genuinely that I would just ask you. If we're working together one-on-one, this is what I would ask you. Can you say it out loud and believe it? Does it feel good to charge it? Does it make sense for you and for them? As you grow your business, some of the, the things that we have to work through is different, like capacity, how many clients you're working with. If you get fully booked, it's probably time to raise your price. Does it make sense for how much you want to work? Does it make sense for the person that you're working with? Um, all of those things are very personal, but I think it's worth thinking through. And does it serve them? And that can go both ways. And we're gonna talk a, a little bit about it. So this is like a spectrum of human experience, right? Like there's humans that are suffering, there's humans that are good, there's humans that are great. In my experience, high ticket coaching is in the good to great. Sorry, there we go. And, um, but that doesn't mean that coaching that helps people from suffering to good, it's like not quality coaching. I, I really want to make that distinguish, like that, that differentiation because all are needed and we all go through phases as, as a coach. Like when I started, a lot of the work I was doing was helping people get out of suffering and just getting into neutral or good in their life. But it feels like manipulation if I were to charge high ticket for someone who's suffering and just wants to be normal. And this is why a lot of therapists have a problem with the coaching industry because they're helping a lot of suffering people come into good or come into out, at least out of suffering. It doesn't feel good to charge a ton of money some, to someone who's suffering. And I'm sure you guys can all get what I'm saying. Like it, that, and that's where a lot of like the moral dilemma comes from charging high ticket. And so I want you to consider if you're trying to charge high ticket. If you're wanting to charge five, 10, 20 K, like it's gotta be in the good to great zone. If you're not there yet, that is okay. You can still charge. Like I was, I think I started charging. Let's see. When I started working with entrepreneurs, I was charging $600 a month. I don't consider that a high ticket. And it was still in the good to great. There's no wrong or right. This is to help guide you. Like I said, toss anything that doesn't work. This is just what I've learned over the years. My clients who are able to successfully sell a high ticket, it's usually they're helping people go from good to great, or it's people who have great things in their life and they're suffering still. What that can look like, entrepreneurs who they don't need a business coach, they need help in their marriage. People who are making tons of money and still hate their life. That's a great example of a place where high ticket coaching can exist because there's a lot of great things happening in their life and they just want help um, creating new results in one area of their life. That's another area that you can charge high ticket. Um, and high ticket means something different to everyone. I'm thinking like thousands of dollars, not hundreds of dollars. Either way, whatever you decide from this call or whatever you've already decided about your offers, I want you to release the drama. This is just a number. I would really go back to these questions no matter what level yet, because I'm looking at you guys and all of you guys are at different levels. Yeah, literally all like all levels on this call live, but also just in this program. 
it doesn't really matter what you charge. Like truly it doesn't. I've found it equally hard to sell $600 packages, $30,000 packages. Like it doesn't really matter. The process is the same. And so you just have to love the reasons that you're charging it. The reason that I'm really like talking a lot about the price is because most people, when they think about an offer, that's like where their brain goes. It's like, how much can I charge for this? Or how much should I charge for this? Is it morally okay to charge this? Can I like, it's, it's just so much drama. And it really, I really want to like reiterate. It's just a decision. Truly, you can change your mind at any time. <laughs> In fact, one of the things that I'm going to offer is that when an offer isn't selling, you come through these five P's and choose one to change only one at a time, because that way, you know, what is actually needing to change. So if you've been selling an offer and it hasn't been selling, don't change the price and the person and the process all at once. Pick one to change and test it. Um, and I would give yourself enough time to really feel like you've had consultations or you're having conversations with people with the right people um, before you before you make changes. If you guys have any questions, put it in the chat. And so, yeah, this is like a huge one. And even if you're if you love your price right now, I would still ask yourself these questions like does it especially like does it feel good and that seems like a wishy-washy business coaching thing to say but what i found is if you're talking to people in real time like if you're still doing consultations with people and you're on a conversation like and you're on a zoom call or you're in person and you're sharing your price and it doesn't feel good they're going to quickly pick that up and so i want you to feel so great about your price in fact in the prosperous coach like i talked about like i said got to read this book it's so good um, he talks about like practicing it. Like he has his clients practice the price out loud, not necessarily because it's um, like they, they don't believe in it, but because sometimes, especially if you've never charged that much or made that much, it, you can feel like it's like you don't know how to say it. And so it has to feel good because the better it feels, the easier it is going to be for you to say. And so I would say like, yeah, I charge $5,000 a coach. Like just practice that. Tell your husband, tell your mom, tell your friend, tell the mirror, like write it down, like get used to and comfortable to saying it. Because one of the things we're going to talk about in our sales processes on our consultations, we want our clients to feel very safe with us. And if you're questioning your price, it creates a lack of safety. They're like, are you sure? I don't know. Is this like, is this like a scam? <laughs> right? Because if you have those thoughts that you're scamming people, they're going to feel that. And so I think it's way more important to feel good about your price than to be fancy with your price or to make yourself an elite coach or whatever. Like there's no, no bad price except the one that you don't believe in. So I, I really wanted to, if you guys have, like I said, if you have any questions, like ask them, because I think that price is where a lot of people get stuck. The next part of an offer is your process. This is, I, I think, another place where it's important to know but this is not what we sell the most. So this is like the features. This is, do they get Voxer access? How many calls do they get? How long are the calls? Do they get bonus trainings? Do they get a VIP weekend with you? Like all those details are included in the process. These are the things that um, people want to know, but it's not why people buy. And so it's a, that's a really big distinction. What do they get? How long? The features. Um, the most important part of our offer is the promise. What are the results that you're helping people get? And this is similar to the problem that you solve, but this is the end result of the problem solved, right? If their problem is solved, what are they experiencing in their life? 
this is where a lot of you guys on this call, like we've talked about the marketing brain versus the coaching brain, right? Because as a coach, we know our clients are responsible for their results. So how could you make a promise about their results? And this is what I want you to think about. We sell the base. I said this at the bottom, but we sell the best case scenario because we believe in and speak to clients in their power. We're imagining, if you think of that bell curve that I talked about, we're imagining the top of the curve because we believe all clients have that potential. We really believe. And this is why, why I love that coaches have to do their work. It's so easy for me to sell coaching because I know the results I've gotten because of coaching. I've also seen my clients create results from their coaching. Depending on where you're at in your business, right? If you're at the beginning and your clients haven't gotten results yet, that's okay. What results have you gotten from coaching? And can you believe in, in the experience and the process enough to sell, sell it to the person on the Zoom room or in person, whatever, in front of you? Um, and the more experience you have, the more belief you're going to have because you're going to, you're just, it's not even going to be belief. It's going to be just evidence. You're going to have evidence. And one of the things that I really like, we'll, we'll talk more about selling with stories. Um, when people ask me what I do, I usually don't just, it depends on who it is. If it's someone that I would love to work with, I usually answer that question with a story. Like, let me tell you about my client so-and-so and what she created in our six months or a year together. And I think that this is where the promise becomes real. It's not just theory. We want them to really see what's possible. And so this is going to look different for all of you guys, depending on your level of experience, your the testimonials, the testimonials you have, um, the types of clients you work with. But I think what people want to know is like, but what's going to happen if I work with you? This is that that's what we want to talk about. And so when you think about marketing, we're speaking to their potential and what's really, really possible because that's what they want. And it's easy to also think about what could happen, like the bad, the bad stuff or the lack of results that they could experience. But what they're buying is the possibility that they can create the result if they do the work. So when you think about the person that you want in your containers, you're thinking about the best person. You're thinking about the person who shows up to every call, who takes notes and applies what you talked about on your calls. You're thinking about the person who like you mention a book and they look it up and they read it, <laughs> right? You're thinking about, the best version of their client. And this is where I think it's really important to be in integrity, right? Like if that's the kind of client you want, are you that kind of client? And it's not because it's it's not gonna work if you're not that kind of client. It's just because I really think it's, it's so easy to sell coaching when you are that kind of person. When you do the work, when you, when you really commit to the process, when you take responsibility for your results, you're gonna attract that kind of client. And um, you're also gonna be able to speak to them because you know, who they are. They're like you, right? And so what this all together, the promise, the price, the process, the problem solved in the person is your offer. And they are all just decisions. There's no right or wrong. Um, and it's actually something that I rec really recommend you tweak. And so the five P's are, can be used, like I said, in one-on-one, -on -one, right? The process is just one-on-one -on -one coaching for however long. The process of one-on-one -on -one coaching, like the, I mean, the package, the length of time, it doesn't matter, but the question I want you to consider is, is the length of time you're working with the person for your best client? I've changed my, my length a lot, and that's okay if you do too. <laughs> um, when I first got started, I worked with people for six weeks, <laughs> which now I'm like, that's not long enough um, to do all the work that I, like the deep work that I like to do. 
but for you, if your result is, you know, something more tangible and quick, like if you're helping, like for some people, it's like getting an exercise routine or start eating healthy. Um, maybe it's like a, a boot camp offer, right. Which would be more intense than, or quick and intense than a longer term package. It doesn't really matter. It really is just a decision. Um, and so when you get hung up on any of these things, just ask yourself, where am I not making a decision? And you will have your answer. Because if you're worried about your price or you're going back and forth, should I raise my prices or, or whatever, it's really just a decision that you have been unwilling to make. And so this will like set, like set you free and also move you really fast because I think most of, their like most of the coaches, they get stuck or stagnant. Usually it's just a decision that they haven't made about one of these offers or they're afraid to change um, one thing or they change too many. Like there's a few different things that this can show up as. And so, like I said, if you're changing an offer, if you're in this program and you've had an offer that's been okay and you're trying to change it, in fact, if, if that is you and you're wanting to work through your, your offer, will you come on and tell me? It'd be cool to do it live. Um, usually it's just one, like I recommend changing one thing and then like applying it and trying to sell it. Um, so if you, like I said, if you're on this call and like you have an offer that you've been selling and it either hasn't been working or you're hoping in this program to change something or have more clarity, will you tell me? Does that apply to anyone? Abin, yeah, let's do it. Tell me about hey. your offer. So I've been selling a three month offer or and I've, I don't know if this is the best way to do it. I probably won't do this anymore or six months. So I've been trying to give them the option and give them the discount if they did the three months uh -huh. or the six months. So it was 2000 for three months and 3,600 for six months. Okay. And it was for just working moms and it was one-on-one -on -one coaching. And let's see, the problem to be solved was having more balance and better relation. I'm a relationship coach. So it was better relationships with their kids and feeling balanced with their life, work okay. life balance. So I would say the problem is that they have bad relationships and then the mm -hmm. problem is like better relationships and time. Was it time that you said balance or like, what do you mean by balance? Um, that, yeah time like feeling they're feeling like they don't give enough time to their fam family or kids so then they're feeling like balanced with their time yeah okay is that how they would describe it yeah that's not how I like to describe it. that's kind of me trying to use their okay how do you verbiage. like to describe it I like to describe it as being true to yourself and thriving in all the parts of your life, having nothing to do with balance. That's just like a yeah, yeah. They would describe it as like they're out of balance, like they don't they don't have a balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. We always mm -hmm. want to use their words. So I like yeah, but we've done some work, so I'm I'm glad that you yeah. Okay, and the person I think you told me working mom. Yeah. Okay, where are you getting stuck? What's happening? Like what's happening? You're making offers. You're talking to people. Tell me what's happening. Um, oh, I mean, this is what I've been doing and I've been doing a lot of thinking about how to tweak it. So this list is good to like 
talk about with you because I've wanted to change like all of it. Yes. <laughs> and so you said only do one because mm-hmm. I was like, well, I should just start doing moms that work from home because I can relate to that more because that's what I do. And I should. And then the first thing that comes to my mind when I say that is like, well, then I need to change the price. And then I need to tweak exactly what I'm saying. The problem is I solve because it is more specific audience. But it's still kind of the same thing. But What do you love about this offer that's on the screen? What do you love about it? Mm, what do I love about it? Like, what's my favorite part? Like, what, what I'm like, just, oh, definitely. No right or wrong. You. Just tell me what you love. <laughs> I, I love the six months one-on-one coaching. That's okay. what I really want. Okay, so let's get rid of the three months. <laughs> yeah. When you love it, it's magic. Like, when you're excited by your offer, people feel that. So I think we only saw yeah. what really lights you up. Um, what else do you love about it? Um, I love seeing working moms that work from home. Like once I've kind of tweaked that in my thinking lately, I feel like I've been a different person when I'm working on my business. So that's not there, but have you, is that okay. Um, have you worked with working moms recently? Um, I did this summer in my group program. And I had both. I had ones that worked from home and ones that were corporate. And do you like, you want to do working at home moms? I, I do specifically for my messaging because it makes it so much easier for me to see the problem and see the way of thinking and the, what I feel like I can help them solve. Okay. So I think that that's, I think the offer is pretty much the same, but the, the same might okay. change, right? The way we talk yeah. about it. And that's something that I really love to play with because I think that's like, if you study entrepreneurs, like it's really just the way they talk about it. That Like the stuff is the same. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that has to go with your belief. Like, and so if that helps you believe harder in your offer, which is like, you are really a a great coach. And this offer is great for moms who work at home. Would that help? Like, does that feel more inspiring to you? Like not, not like for them inspired, like, are you inspired by this? offer? Yeah. I am way more inspired. Yeah. So I think then that's a really good thing. I'll just put it on here so that you working at home. So I feel at peace. So you feel at peace. Yeah. <laughs> because here's the thing, like they don't like necessarily have, like if someone came to you, this is like a good mind game to play. If a mom came to you and she's like, well, I don't work at home. I live, I, I work at a corporate career, but could you help me? Would you say no? No. Yeah. So right. this, yeah. this is just for you to really like, like, especially if you're at home, this would be a really good package for you. Or like, especially if you're struggling because you don't have an off switch after work or you don't know how to turn your computer off or you feel like you're always kind of working kind of not like this is going to be amazing for you right yeah yeah Yeah. exactly is there anything else that you love about this I've struggled with price my whole since I became a coach so I don't love that price, but I don't know what else to do. Cause I've like, tried 5k. I've tried lower. Like I've. 
Why that don't one's you like love it? I, I made that price with like I felt good about two thousand for three months, so I was trying to motivate them to get the longer package that I felt served them better by discounting. That's the only reason I picked that price. Yeah, by not just doubling the three month price. Is yeah, and that this is so interesting to play with. Like, why are they going to buy this? Is it because it's cheaper than the two K option? Is that why people buy things? <laughs> sometimes, like sometimes. But when you're buying like high, but when I go shopping for like washer and dryer or a fridge, they're like in the thousands. I look, I mean, is it not comparable? Cause that's like a fridge and this is more value, like life-changing value. I don't know. How do you feel about coaching like that? Do you think it's like a fridge? <laughs> I hope it's not like a fridge. Yeah. <laughs> but you just compared it to a fridge. <laughs> I need a new fridge. That's why I saw it. See, what yeah. I love about offer work is because, like, it's easy. Like, the decision is easy. It's all the mind drama that goes into our decisions that is so interesting to coach on right? Like you could mm-hmm. charge, I mean, we could, I've been just looking at this, like I could have you charge 7k for this. I, you could charge 1000 for this. It doesn't, the price isn't, the number itself is just a number, but right. all your thoughts about the number are what I'm very interested in. Yeah. I, I feel like I've been told no on so many consoles that I feel like it, it's, that's the problem mm-hmm. but we've coached on this before I feel like I was attracting more of the suffering to the good yeah and so then the, it, the price was too high for that crowd yeah so if you think about your best client in this scenario she wants yeah. to go from good to great like things are probably good financially but what's happening that she would want to work with a coach to help her in her relationships, but in that she would spend high ticket on that. She feels guilty that she is doing well in a job because in her mind, she's supposed to be a mom and she knows that she's not, or she thinks that she's not spending the time she should be with them and that it's her success in her career is hurting her relationship with her children and so she feels that she can't have both or how does she balance it and she doesn't see a way to change anything it's all the circumstances creating the results to her but it she doesn't see how her thoughts are really creating these results yeah so for those of you who study the model this is really important to know like your clients are going to want you to help them change their circumstances. That's what they want. They want their circumstances to be different. That's thinking like a marketer, what you do and what you help them see on the consultation with them is that it's their thinking and it's hard. They have to be really ready to think differently and that you can preload them with your content with that. Like you can have amazing content to help them see 
it's their thinking. If you change your, like you can walk them through getting results now, right. Which is part of marketing. Um, thinking about their time different, thinking about their kids different, thinking about their money different, thinking about their career different. Um, but what they want is their circumstances to change. So I'm kind of curious, like what circumstances are they wanting to be different in their life? I was thinking about that this morning because with wealth and health, the, usually the results are more measurable because they're numbers, like how much weight you lose, how much money you make and relationship coaching is harder because it's a little bit more personal. Like, is my relationship better? How do you measure that? And I mean, cause that's what they're really wanting is the better relationship yeah. with their kids. Let's actually talk about this is, I'm glad you brought that up. So, um, let's just, there are basically only three things that make money. And we've talked about this. If you're like an OG pro coach, you know, I've talked about this. Um, oops, don't want that A. Health, wealth, <laughs> and relationships. This is the only thing that sells. And I like would fight anyone that challenges that because it, it all, these are like the main niches. In fact, if you read, expert secrets. That's where I first really got that idea from. And I've yet to disprove it. This is like the, the umbrella. And so, oh, but I want to really challenge your thinking because I think you can quantify it. Um, okay. it's just gonna, it's gonna, it's like the way that I like to think about it is like, if I was a fly on the wall of their house, what am I seeing? That's the problem. And if I could snap my fingers and give them what they wanted, what would I see then? Okay. So I'm thinking, so I, I'm a work at home mom, so I can tell you about my life, right? Like I'm, mm -hmm. I feel busy, right? Like, well, what does that look like? That's what I'm interested in. So what have your clients described to you about their life? Like if you were watching it happen. Um, that I feel like a lot of them say like they love their job, but they're tired and worn out when they get home. And then the kids bring issues up or if they're, I mean, I'm just thinking of a particular client that had this issue, but um, she would get home and she wanted to give time and love to her son, but she just didn't have any energy. And so then she just felt guilty all the time about the relationship with her son. So they are feeling guilty, but what does that look like? What does it look like when they're with their son? Like when they're with their away. Kids? Like how yeah. does she experience guilt? Uh, well, so it's funny because it made her want to work more. So she spent less time with her son. Yes. They're avoiding, they're working when they actually know they should or desire to be with their family. That's a huge one for your niche. For mm -hmm. sure. What I really want to offer you too, Aben, is that you could actually, and this is going to be kind of like meta for a second, but you can help them with all of this as a life coach, right? You could help yeah. them with their health, you could help them with their wealth, and you can help them with their relationships. I think part of your, this is messaging, right? Like if, um, if I'm thinking about you on your, so your social media or email list or whatever, a lot of your messaging, you can try different ways of explaining what you do, which is like what we talked about quality of life, right? Coaching is about mm -hmm. the quality of life in achieving their results. 
And if they want to have an amazing career, but also an amazing family life, you could talk about so many different things um, in your, in like the content you create, in the way that you serve, in, in your marketing and messaging, you can talk about a lot of different aspects of their struggles, of their problem. Mm-hmm. And so- And you're I saying th- to talk about all three of them? I think you can. Um, because your offer stays the same, right? Like, let's go back to your offer. Like the problem to be solved, like it really can, you, it's like multifaceted and complex because humans are complex. And I think that's why there's so many people serving the coaching industry and why there's so many coaches because we're complex humans, right? But I've seen coaches that, I mean, I think, I can't remember, isn't that on this call? We were talking about one of her friends that was like, just sold coaching for everyone. Like she was like, I can help you with your family. I can help you with your finances. I can help you with your health. Like she was just selling a crazy amount of coaching. And that's like counter to the niche proposition that some business coaches teach. I don't think it's the niche. I think it's your belief. And so do you believe, Aubin, like, because this is about your offer that you could help people with their health, wealth, and relationships, specifically working mom, working at home moms with their health, wealth, and relationships? Yeah. So what would that actually look like? Mm. As in what the problem to be solved is? Yeah. Like how would, I guess, how would you talk about it? Um, I feel like, especially if that's why it's kind of the at home thing comes into play. Cause they're like really trying to still be a hundred percent mom and be a hundred percent having a career and a hundred percent, like they just want to do everything. And so saying like, I can help you with every facet of your life so that you feel on top of it. You want it all. You're already trying to do it all. But what if you felt like you were thriving in it all and doing it exactly how you want it to be? Have you said that? No, of course not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is the other thing is like, there's not ever one, like I, even though I've given you guys five things to think about, you don't just say it one way, one time. You say this a thousand times different ways until you, they get it and you get it. And that's like the game that most people really struggle with. We want the one thing, right? I want to say it the one way, but the reason that we market, the reason that we send emails and write posts and talk to people over and over and over again is because uh, the metaphor that I like to think about is like chopping down a tree, right? We want the ax that's going to chop down the tree one, like with one swing, but that's not how relationships and clients are created. It's saying this in a lot of different ways. So what you just said, Abin, was great. And how else could you say it? How many other ways could you say that? How many different things can you talk about with their health, wealth, and relationships and why coaching is what's going to help them create the results that they want, the better relationships, the time management, um, probably something if, I mean, if you're working with entrepreneurs or people in business, like they don't want their work life to be sacrificed, but they also want good relationships with their kids. You could help them with that. Mm-hmm. I guess I've been caught up in the whole niche drama of like, I can only do one of the three and I have to get even more precise in that three in that one. And so that's where I'm like, well, I guess I'm a relationship coach then. So that's, what's been holding me back. You want to call yourself a relationship coach? I don't. 
Yeah. So when I, when, when we talk about this, like the niche, it's, oh, I don't know why it's doing that. Okay. It has to serve you. Okay. It has to support you creating clients. If the niche becomes the thing that holds you back from signing clients, it's not useful to you anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So if you're getting stuck because the con- you, you're like filtering content into like, is this for a relationship coach? And then you're like just stagnant. The niche actually isn't serving you anymore. The reason that I, I think niches can serve is because it gives you content. It gives you ideas. It gets you in service. But if it doesn't do that, we need to evaluate it. And is, does it work to say my niche is working moms? And then I give them health, wealth, and relationships. I'm a life like, coach for working moms. This is to support you. And that's something that I really feel like I didn't explain well the first round of Pro Coach. Like, this is to support you in creating relationships. And that's it with potential clients. I mean, that's it. Mm -hmm. Because I was thinking about this as I was preparing. Like, I have some clients that, like, literally all we coach on is like their relationship with their husband. And I'm their business coach because it's getting in the way of their, of their business. I have other clients that all we talk about is their money mindset and their, like their ability to receive money. I have some clients that we're like doing the nitty gritty strategy work. And if I were to just say I was one thing for this one person, I would do people such a disservice. And I think that that's what I think a lot of coaches are running into Um, In fact, one of the things that I also want to talk about is like mentorship for the word mentorship. A lot of you guys fall into the category of mentoring people. And that's like a little bit broader than just I coach you. Right. And so especially I don't know how many of you guys are business coaches, but I can see a few. If you're doing any type of business, like a lot of the work is mentorship, which is like a little bit of an umbrella term. But I think it's important to talk about. But I would put you in that category, Abin. I think a little bit of what you do is more mentorship, like giving them skills, walking through your experience being a working mom. Um, It's not just straight coaching. A lot of it is coaching, but a lot of it is sharing your stories and experience and client stories and all in the name of like serving the working at home mom. Mm -hmm. So going back to like, like I talked about at the beginning, like this is to support you. The five P's are just decisions. So this, it really looks like the same. You help working at home moms who are struggling doing their career and having a family. That's like the problem, right? Like um, mm-hmm. to have, they want, everything still stays the same. Everything that we just talked about could be your your content, that could be stuff you talk about on your consultation, but the mm-hmm. decision for the offer is the same. Does that make sense? Do you feel more aligned with this offer or less aligned with this offer? I'm already more. Yeah. Cool. I um, still want to work on the price. Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about the, the promise. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, yeah, we could. yeah. Let's talk about the price because it's just a number. Why did you, you, in the, and like, even your reasoning for picking 3,600, I'm going to challenge you picked it because it felt cheaper than, or you wanted to make it cheaper than the three months. Then the three months double. Is that the reason that you want, like, is that a reason that you want to keep for this price? No, 
I, I mean, I've listened to your stuff. I know it's like, I feel it. I see that I believe in the value that they're going to receive. I see them best at their best selves. And I know that it's not just the six months that it'll affect their whole life. So when I'm in that space, then the 36 just feels like weird. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to ask you two questions and it's, it's more just to get mm-hmm. a, a, like a sense of what you're thinking. Like, what do you think you should be charging for this? That's why I struggle. Cause when I ask myself that no number feels good. And I'm like, well, zero doesn't feel good either. So like, I don't have any number that feels good. If, if you could snap your fingers and have cl- five clients out of nowhere, what would you want to be charging? For six months? I feel like my brain always defaults to 5K because that's what I've heard so many times and I don't want to do that. Yeah, and I'm going to ask, like, that's, I, I just don't feel like that's a good enough reason to charge 5K just because that's what people... Yeah. What would feel like a win for you, a win for them, and a win for the relationship? I think I struggle with it, and this is like money mindset stuff, because I came from a family that like wasn't poor, but acted poor. Mm-hmm. And so like buying a fridge was a really big deal, and we all had to like not eat out for weeks because we were going to buy a fridge. And so going back to the fridge thing, but like, high level spending when the K is there, it just throws my head for loops because like the K as in like three K like thousands. Yeah. the thousands. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on a coaching call. Can I talk to you in a little bit? Can I, can I help you in a little bit or can you go ask dad? No, you're fine. So the thing that I'm going to ask you to think through is like the, talk to dad. the, the person matters mm-hmm. and the person and the price are highly correlated. And let me explain what I mean by that for all of you guys on this call. Like you could do the same thing for someone at a, who's at a different level, same type of coaching, same content of coaching. And the price is going to be different. So for example, like I, like I mentioned, like I do a lot of life coaching, even though I'm a business coach, but who I'm doing it for is like high level entrepreneurs. And so it's just a different who I'm curious when you think about the person that you work with, um, Aben, like, are you thinking about someone who's struggling financially? Is that who you're anticipating coming on your calls? No. Who are you thinking about? I want women that feel like their business is working in their, so the, they feel good about money because they are making money. And you don't have to be making money to feel good about money, but like. <laughs> that's your coach brain. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. 
but with them, like that, the issue isn't the money. So the for me, the issue, me, it's an issue for me. It sounds like more than them. The way this is like a, a like a shift that I made for me. I want my price to feel like an opportunity for my clients for expansion, not a burden. Do you feel like the $3,600 would be a burden or an opportunity for their expansion? Um, I don't know why it wouldn't be an opportunity for their expansion. I don't know how to. I'm not asking what the yeah. right question is. I don't want the teacher pet thing. I want no, what you I, really, I just the don't... raw what you really think. I guess I don't have experience with someone paying higher than that. So I'm just having a hard time like knowing that it's truly by charging more, I'm serving them more. I know it does conceptually, but I don't have experience. So it's hard to feel. Yeah. This was something that blew my mind. Like when I when I think about elevating your ideal client avatar, that um, that phrase really came to me because I was at a point in my business, I didn't, I, I think I was making like 50K a year or something. And I had someone making multiple six figures reaching out to me about coaching and it blew my mind. And what I love about coaching, this is a little bit different than mentorship. Like we, I kind of mentioned that word, but coaching, you can coach anyone. So I want you to like, if I had to, like, if I like made you sit down and write a paper, like, what do you think their income is? What, like, do you have an idea? You don't have to say it, but do you have an idea of what their income Mm -hmm. is? If you had to, are they making hundred K? Are they making 50 K? Is like their family household? Like, is it like average? Like what, like you have some probably Mm -hmm. preconceived ideas. Most of us do. Subconscious if I do. All of us do though. We all have, and usually it's about probably what you're making. You know, like I said, you don't have to say it out loud, but I want you to think about like, what if someone is making a lot more money than you, but they struggled with relationships, you could help them. Part of our work is to keep believing in possibility for our client, but for us too, that you really can coach anyone. Because what that does is it unlocks a level of personal power but also words the words you're going to use are going to change in your messaging the person you're open to working with changes when you think they can easily like what if when we look at that 3600 what if that was nothing to them how would you talk to them like of course you're going to sign up for this yeah this isn't going to hold you back at all yes if you this is is something that i know about about you, but also just coaches in general, you want to serve people. If in any way you feel like your price is a burden, you will have a hard time selling your coaching. Yes. You have to make the mental transition and do the inner work and do your own coaching to be so sold on your price. It is an opportunity for their expansion and evol- evolution, not a burden. Yeah. Yeah. And if any, like, if you're listening to this and you feel like your price is a burden, no wonder you're not selling coaching. Who the heck wants to burden someone? And so it's so like, and if, and if you can't get to the point where you feel like $3,600 is 
an opportunity for your clients to grow and to get results and to get amazing results. And it still feels like a burden. It's time to lower it until it, you meet that happy medium where it feels ex, like, like, like expansion, like exciting, like I'm going to create the relationships I've always wanted with my family so that you don't feel like you're burdening them. Because what happens is we find like, what I know to be true is like, if you feel like you're a burden, you're going to keep attracting people who feel like $3,600 is a burden <laughs> mm-hmm. until you believe it's an opportunity. What price? What my mind that? goes though, like if I said they could afford any price I give them, how do you know where to? What you can get behind. Yeah. This is where like our, like our edge, I think about like our, the coach's edge is where we meet our clients. What I charge is at my edge, right? Like what I can believe in and feel like it's expansive and it matches what the results I can deliver the results that we, the promise that we've talked about. And it makes sense. Like we talked about, um, let's see, what one was that? Yeah. Does it make sense for you and for them? Right. Like something that we talked about with the suffering to good. Like if I met someone, like when I was a newer coach, I worked with a lot of people who were suffering. And and in fact, I actually had this happen. I had a a woman, actually, I wasn't going to share the story, but I'm going to share it because it's, it'll paint the picture. I had a woman who I knew and like a long time ago, like a decade ago. And when I was like a lot younger and I wasn't even a coach and she's always, always struggled in her life. Not just like kind of like really struggled. And a couple of years, like two years ago, she reached out to me and was like, will you be my coach? And I was like, what are you like, you know, I coach entrepreneurs, you know, what are you wanting coaching on? She's like, oh, I want you to be my life coach. And I was like, that's great. At the time I was charging 12K for six months. And I was like, I charge 12K for six months. And she's like, I can't afford that. And I really saw this play out. It did not feel good to tell her how much I charged because she was suffering. And it's made me emotional because like she ended up, sorry, she ended up committing suicide. I was not planning on sharing the story. And it felt awful to tell her my price because she was suffering. That's not who my coaching is for, Right. And so it's really, really important that we do our own work so we know who our coaching is for because she didn't pay, right? We didn't end up working together. And I'm so glad that we didn't because I was not equipped to serve her, right? My, my coaching was not for that, um, that level of suffering. And it's so important to know who your coaching is for and what therapy is for and what psychiatry is for. Because one of the things that I love about pricing is it filters out the people who are meant for us both ways both ways. And so when we think, like, when you think about, like, we all suffer, like we all have suffering and there's, and we struggle, but that was a different level of suffering. And I was not ready to serve that kind of person. And the price, thank goodness was like very clearly, she needed a different level of help. And this isn't like, I really want, I want to contribute to the coaching industry and I want to contribute to humanity and like help people. But there's, there's like lanes that we stay in as coaches. You know what I mean? Most coaches, when I think of the coaching industry, the people who are doing exceptionally well are helping people go from this good where they have struggles. They, they are, nothing's like, nothing's perfect, but there's things that they want to improve and they want something exceptional, something great. This is where coaching specifically, the tools that we have can be amazing. Um, and so when I say like, what problem do you want to solve? Like I'm, we're still in the, like the good realm. 
right? We're still thinking about people who are, things are pretty good and they want better. And so Abin, I'm going to come back to you. Like when you think about that with your ideal client, they're struggling, but it's not, they're not going to be burdened by this $3,600. I really like the woman that's ideal yeah. for coaching with you. That's not going to be a burden. That's going to be exciting. That's going to be possible, like possibility. That's going to be like, I, I, I've needed this. This is exciting to me. That's a very different experience. And like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay rent next month because I'm investing in this. That's not the kind of like situation that we want to put people in. But if you're imagining that that's who's coming, your messaging isn't going to speak to people in their power, which is part of um, the person that we talked about. Like you want to speak to people in their power. You want to speak to the best version, the best available at that bell curve, right? Like you want to talk to these people. Have like, if you were being really honest, have you been talking to that kind of person? No. I, think, I think if you change anything, you're changing the type of person that you're imagining and the type of person that you know is going to be a really good fit for this offer. Most of the time when I, like what I've found in my own experience growing my business and with my clients, like it usually is a who problem. It's the who we want to speak to. When, that's why I love creating free content. If you think about the client journey, like, here we go, you guys, we're going to draw, watch out. Let's see. Or can I draw in here? I don't even know if I can. Okay, never mind. I'm going to stop sharing. I'm going to use my fingers. <laughs> it's like, if you think about the client journey, right? Like, there's a path, and we want to speak to people at a certain on our edge on their path. There's going to be people at the beginning of their path. Of course, they're going to love your social media. They're going to love your free stuff. I have people that listen to my content that follow me on social media that aren't a good fit for one-on-one. But if they keep on their path, maybe one day they will be, right? And so we can still serve the people who are suffering, who aren't ready for one-on-one with a lot of integrity and a lot of love. And our paid offers can still be for our best clients. And we can feel really good about that. Does that make sense? Like, the, like I'm hoping I'm painting the picture of yeah. high ticket coaching well. Um, and yeah. if you've been trying to sell high ticket with the belief that it's a burden, it doesn't feel good and it doesn't work. It needs to be expansive mm-hmm. and exciting for that person. I think I've had a belief that I can't, sell to high people or I'm like putting myself above those that are suffering if I sell to those that are not suffering like this is so conscious trying to figure it out but like how it's that false belief from the self-identity one about putting like I'm not good enough to be selling to the high people if they're suffering people. I don't know. It doesn't even make sense when I try to say that loud, but it's just somehow morally wrong to think I can help some and not help others almost. Maybe. Yeah. That's- and see what I want you to, like, I want you to kind of flip that script. Like that's why we do free content. That's why we create amazing yeah. opportunities. Like I really believe that um, there's a coach for everyone. And that's why I, I don't think it's bad to sell like lower ticket coaching as you evolve as a coach, right? Because who you're a match for, there's someone that needs your coaching. 
There's someone that need mm-hmm. that needs that level of power and coaching. And that's perfect. It's knowing like, where do I fit? Who can I serve best? Who am I the best fit for? From Cause like when I'm lit up by my coaching, I'm a way better coach. And that's important to know, right? Like, so it's important that it, it's kind of like a, the, like the offer really is the meeting place. Um, if you've been in the game, if you've been cert, like you've paid a lot of money for certification, you have a high level of training. You have a lot of experience coaching. And now you have some elements in your own life. Like who is the best fit for your coaching? Is it someone who I don't like, I'm, I don't know who you imagine when you think about suffering people, but is that who's the best fit for what you have to offer? Or is it someone who's has a job, who's a mom, who's high functioning, high achieving, who like to me, coaching fits better for high achieving, ambitious people. That, that that's the mm-hmm. only kind of coaching available, but especially for the high ticket, that's where that's going to land really well, which is like we talked about the beginning. It's just a powerful decision. And then having your own back on that decision. Like I have a, um, an uncle who's a, like a complete drug addict, not high, not functioning in society at all. He lives off of my grandma, like not high functioning. If I were to come to him and be like, I have tools that can change your life. It's $20,000. Like that would not make sense for him. But who, like, if I think about, is it morally wrong for me to not offer him coaching? Should I lower my price that I could offer him coaching? This is like the moral dilemma that we get into coaching, you know, or as coaches, like we get into, mm-hmm. but look at every other industry. Is it morally wrong for Apple to charge thousands of dollars for their phone or their computer? Well, no, like no one has to buy it. Who do they sell it to? People who like have the money or the, at least the ability to buy it. That's business. Yeah. You're not making anyone buy, buy coaching. You're not forcing mm-hmm. them. <laughs> I get hung up probably because everyone benefits from coaching. Yes. So I'm going to, like, this is kind of off track of the offers, but I'm going to tell you my own philosophy. So the way that I see it is my money can do more good than my time. I, I really like Grant Cardone has a quote about like, it's our responsibility to become wealthy. This is one of the reasons I love business because I want to create wealth in my life so I can give to causes with my money, not Mm -hmm. my, not my skill set, but with my money that matter, like children, like, you know, women that need help or in abusive relationships, things like that, that I'm really inspired by. That's how I want to serve that, that community, the suffering but with my specific mm-hmm. skill set in my business, because I think like a business owner, I know who I'm for and who I'm not for. Now, my humanity, my, my love for the humans really inspires me to create wealth. But I don't see myself as like needing to go and coach all these people to save these people because I sell to people in their power. I don't need to save people. Mm-hmm. I'm serving them. So I don't know. That's like kind of like a different, more philosophical, but I think it'll help you with the high ticket burden thing. (laughs) Depends on who you're selling it to. And what I'm asking you to do is your who you're selling it to. So that doesn't feel like a burden to either of you. You don't feel morally wrong for charging coaching because you'll never sell coaching if you do. If you feel like it's a burden. 
which is funny that this all started with the 3600 and now i'm like well that price feels great now but then does that mean i should have it if you, does that mean you should what? Because before it felt too, or raise it, before it felt like too much and now it feels like, oh, of course I'm going to charge that much. But then the idea of raising it now, I'm like, oh. My recommendation is try it and test it. That's the only way you're going to know. Okay. With this new belief and context and awareness, you're going to, it's going to have an energetic exchange that feels very different than probably before where you're like, yeah, it's $3,600. It's a burden. Like I would like one of the things that I feel really strongly about is like, I never want my clients to feel unsafe by their investment with me. That does not feel good to me. It's not good for anyone. Mm -hmm. So as long as it's that like fun, like, and honestly, the people that you're working with, I've been like $3,600. It's not going to, unless they're in a very scary situation, they shouldn't be investing in coaching, but like, that's not going to make them unsafe in their life. Right. So now your job is what I'm going to challenge you from this conversation. Why is that price really good for them? It's kind of uncomfortable. It's kind of like buying a fridge. Like they could buy, uh, they could put that, that could be a down payment for a car. Why would they want to invest in coaching? That answer is going to give you so much quality content and quality ability to navigate consultations mm -hmm. and sales conversations with your aligned people. Mariah, staying away from the savior complex is huge. Yeah, this would eliminate the superiority problem as well. Totally. My friend says the best way to help the sick is to not get sick. Yeah, the best way to help the poor is not be poor. Yes, I really, really, really believe that. Yeah. And um, the bonus content was amazing for this. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, getting sold on you, I think, is a really I, um, good little video. But I, I just think it's all these questions are valid. And if you guys are watching this and have your own, like, conundrum going on this is so good to dive into because this is the subconscious stuff that's holding you back from making money and so the like the reason that I feel so strongly about what I do is because I went there I had to really go to the depths of like is this right for me is it is it right to charge what I'm charging is it right to raise my prices is it right to choose entrepreneurs and coaches and my best clients to sell to and my, the re, the answer, what I came through on the other side served me immensely. And now I have a lot of clarity and feel like I'm in integrity selling. And I, I hope that for all of you guys, um, because offers is just the beginning. What we did today is really just the tip of the iceberg for selling coaching, right? This is just what you say about what you do. And it all comes back to your decisions. But as you can see, it's like what's under the iceberg that's so interesting. It's what's under the iceberg that is keeping you from making the money and keeping you from selling to um, your clients. And so it's worth it. The reason that I love making it simple <laughs> with your offers is because it uncovers all the stuff, all the shiz underneath that needs to be sorted through so that you can be in alignment and in integrity when you sell. So thank you, Aubin. Is there anyone else that wants to work through their offer drama? And as you can see, it's not like, it's not the basics. So we go deep on all the stuff um, that you want to work through on this call live. Because the decision part is the easy, like the, the five P's is usually pretty easy and straightforward. It's all the drama that goes into changing it or, um, the reasons we want to charge what we charge or the reasons we want to have the length of coaching that we want. That's all the stuff that's really interesting. Anyone feeling it or just want clarity? It doesn't have to be deep. It can just be you want a piece of clarity for your offer. 
Um, who's talking? Sorry. Oh, Tina. Hi. Tina. Hey. hey. <laughs> um, I kind of, I guess I kind of just wanted to get your opinion on this or like um, guidance or mentorship on this is like, um, I've been so like currently what I have on my website is like six months for like $2,400. Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, uh, developing their like sacred work yeah. um, kind of coaching. But I just in like the last week, I've been kind of excited about this idea of like, um, like offering. So for one of my my trainings that I'm finishing up, like to get my certification for it. Um, you have to work with three clients for six weeks. And so I was kind of thinking about offering that to my, my people mm -hmm. and like where I get, I have a hard time, like connecting to, to money, like kind of similar to what kind of Aubin I think is going through a little bit is like I I don't necessarily have that like barometer of like oh yeah that number feels good or that number feels good um although when I was thinking about this six-week offer and I was like what if I just did like 50 bucks a session mm -hmm. and like just made it I don't for some reason when I think about it like that, like 50 bucks a session for six weeks, that's like 300 bucks. I'm like, that is such a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that would be, and I actually feel like a, like, oh, this could be, that would be fun. Yes. That sounds fun. So it sounds like you know what to charge. Okay, great. <laughs> I just want to, like, 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 I think that where we get in our, like, this is why I was really, so I was just like, I was really scrappy as a new coach. I wasn't in any programs. I had like signed up for free coaching from someone that was offering it. I didn't even have my own one-on-one -on -one coach and I was just going for it. Like I was just like out there, like that. <laughs> scrappy. But what was served me really well is I had no idea that people were charging $2,000 for coaching. I had no idea. <laughs> so I was charging $200 a month. And I remember my first client and I was like, Wesley, guess what? She's going to pay me $200 a month. It was mind blowing to me. It's all your focus. That's like, to me, that's like living in the game, right? Like we talked about in our deep coaching, like right. that was yes. living in the game. I was so lit up. I loved her. We met in person. I loved it. Mm. Now there's no way in heck I would ever do coaching for $200 a month. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. All focus and attention. But like, that doesn't make it any less valid. Like I did really good coaching for that girl. And I remember it so fondly. It was exciting to me. So the fact mm. that you're excited is so huge. Now, can you keep your blinders on when you're hearing people sign multiple thousands of dollars, you know, clients, Yeah. but can you right. love what you do so much? It doesn't even matter. That's like putting your blinders on, you know, mm. because that's what people are going to calibrate to when you're excited by your offer and you feel good about selling it, they're going to be so excited and then it'll be a good match. And then you mm. grow and that's like, then you evolve and grow and get more experience in your belt. And then maybe we talk about raising your prices, but for now I can tell that's the price for you. $50 a session for six weeks. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Do it. Cause I'm like, I'm like, there's so much, I get so much value past the money on it. I think that's where like it, that, that clicks into alignment where I'm like, oh my God, the amount of yeah. like confidence that I will gain just by like doing the selling, doing the marketing of this and feeling good about it and, and doing the actual coaching. Yes. Yeah. One of the beliefs that served me really well that I feel like will speak to you is like, I'm always getting paid yeah, yeah. or experience or referrals or like, even like hard times with my clients, like they're paying me in helping me become the CEO that I want to become, right. Helping me become the coach that I want to become. And so even Mm. if the money isn't necessarily what you want to be charging forever, you're gaining experience. It's going to help you make the money that you want to be making. You're getting Mm like lessons that you can't get free coaching. You're getting lessons that you can't get from a certification by actually coaching. They are paying you and it's perfect. So I'm excited for you. Go do it. Go sell it. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, anyone else want to work through any offer drama? So I, I don't feel like I know who I'm talking to. Okay. I feel like that's been my hardest thing is I don't know who I'm talking to. Tell me, tell me about your offer. Um, so I'm charging $50 a session Mm -hmm. basically, but I'm like, I've really been wanting to raise my prices and I've told everybody I've talked to that I'm raising them in March. And so in my head, I've already raised my prices. Um, but I'm like, but if anybody wants to sign up in February, then, then they're lower. But anyway, um, so I'm just doing general life coaching and I think part of I don't know if this is a problem or not, but I feel like I have a lot of different frameworks that I like to work with. And maybe mm-hmm. I'm like too focused on that, but I love them all and I don't want to get rid of any of them. Yeah. <laughs> so it, the framework, um, the, my yeah, framework, so again, I think it's like, just coming. Sorry. Do, by framework, do you mean like the way you coach them in your sessions? Yeah. Okay. I use a ton. Yes. You know, like okay. I use so many, I don't have one. Like, everyone. Well, that's why I like you. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I think I would like lose a lot of my love for business if I had to commit to one way. And this is why I really like business coaching. Cause there's like so many different things. Um, my mind loves it. So I don't think that's a problem at all. That's just part of your process. And you can say on your, yeah, conference- well, I think I've been thinking so much about that. I'm like, I don't want to think about who I'm talking to because I just love the framework part. Yeah. I think the more you coach, the more that, that like desire will be fulfilled (laughs) Um, so that you're not doing that in your marketing. Does that make sense? That can happen in your actual coaching, the framework. Mm. Cause um, I'm kind of curious, how has your marketing been going? Like your sales or the way you talk about your offer? Um, It is not well. (laughs) Um, like, I don't me, know. I mean, give me the facts. <laughs> okay. The facts are I post things on social media that I find helpful and inspiring and share messages. And then I do make, always make sure to put a call to action at the end. Like this is, you know, this is something that I can help with, with coaching, like message me if you want to set up a consult or whatever. And I don't know. That's my marketing. What are the results? The results are mostly crickets. Okay. 
do you I mean, I guess the results are I do have a few clients, but I haven't got Those a are new one in sure. a little while. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I just so. haven't got a new one since um yeah, a couple months. Okay. So, so you have recurring like re like are they clients that keep renewing or are they still finishing their session or their packages with you? They're yeah, they well, I have one that's like that's pay as she goes. So mm -hmm. I just I don't know if she's gonna schedule she just schedules when she wants to, and then I have two that are that bought packages. Okay. And they're like how long? Three months? They're or twelve weeks. Well, 12. they're twelve sessions. I didn't put like a cap on when they finish them, which is something that I've learned that I want to do in the future. Yes, I I went through the same thing. It's so funny. So much of like what I teach is because of my own mistakes. And that was one of them. I was like, you buy like a number of packages, like a number of sessions and you can use them whenever. And I had a client book mm -hmm. it. And then it was like six months later and my prices had changed a lot. And she's like, okay, hey, ready to finish. So it did not feel, it did not feel good. So I recommend giving them a timeline to use it. That would be really, really powerful for them and for you <laughs> so that they know when yeah, yeah. to expect and, and stuff. So I'm glad you're cleaning that up. So as far as like the new clients, has anything changed in your offer since you signed the original clients for until now? Like, is the offer the same? No, not until today. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah. But what I, but yeah, I mean, like, and in March, I want to, I basically want to double my prices. So it's a thousand dollars for the, for 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. And why are you changing your price? Because I feel like I'm worth it. Cool. And are you changing who you're going to work with? That is why I got on this session okay. is because I don't know who I'm working with. Okay. Your general life coach, who have you been working with? Um, so I, well, that's it. I mean, that's the other thing is I have one client who's like super ambitious and is like on track. I don't know. She just, she just has very ambitious goals, like to make millions and be a public speaker. And, um, and she's my favorite. I love working with her. Mm -hmm. And then I have two other clients that are definitely going from suffering to good Yes, that are struggling in their marriage and in just their life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I like working with them as well, but it's just, it's more draining. Yeah. That, that's, that tells me that you're ready to raise your price. When you feel drained, it's time, probably time to evolve your price and who you work with. So I'm kind of curious, like this client that you love, what, like, what, tell me like, okay, so the word I'm going to use is psychographics. Like, how does she think? What does she want? Why is she a good fit for coaching? You're frozen. Mm, okay. Coach, right? She, oh, sorry. Did I freeze? Yeah, you froze for a second. I don't, Please. I don't have the best. Okay. She, what comes to mind is she thinks like a coach, right? Like she's very like clear on, um, she's just like very cognizant of her mindset and yeah. she's very, she's just growth mindset oriented. Mm -hmm. Um, and no, I don't know. She just like believes in herself and believes that she can do whatever she wants. She just doesn't necessarily have the tools and needs somebody to give her a little bit of guidance. Love that. So what is she working on right now with you? Um, 
I mean, it's been something different every time it's been her relationship with her partner. It's been, um, I think our first call was working on getting clear about her purpose. And that's actually how I found her was through, well, it doesn't matter how I found her, but that was our first call as we talked about her purpose and like what her mission in life is -hmm. going to be. Love that. And so what have you done together? Like, what are the results she's gotten when she's been working with you? Um, well, clarity, she got really clear on what she wants to do. Perfect. And, um, oh, we also worked on an affair actually now that come to think of it. So she broke that off (laughs) and, um, was honest with her partner about it. So, yeah, yeah. I feel like we've had, I think I've only met with her three times and all of them were big, like pretty big results when I talked to her again. So, yeah, but that's, but that's because her, because she is very motivated to take the work and implement it very quickly. But like, that's the secret that we were talking about. The who really matters. Sometimes like I'll Mm -hmm. work with someone and they're like, think they're not a good coach and they just don't realize that like who they're lined up with like, it's just, they're just like, they're just not a good match. Right. And so like, as you've, like, you've evolved really fast, even in the time that I've known you, like, you're really like ready for it. So that's, I think it's appropriate to raise your prices and raise the caliber of the person that you see yourself working with, which means your messaging needs to match. Mm -hmm. Talk to that. Like, so when you write your content, do you imagine that client? I mean, no, not right now, because I was like, I don't know who I'm talking to. Cause I'm, I mean, what I've been doing is talking to past me who was suffering. Right. And then when I found coaching that just like expanded my life so much and made it so much better. And I'm like, I want to help past me. Yeah. And that's like, that's really yeah. why I got into coaching. And so I'm having a lot of resistance with kind of moving away from that yeah. idea because I still want to serve past me. But your past you has evolved even. Right. But I couldn't have without coaching. Yes. Okay. But like, think about like, <laughs> so, but this is, this so is so like, fun really though. Like, of course you evolved because of coaching. That's why you're selling coaching. So like, I think about like all of us, like, okay, like there's like way past me, like 17 year old me, but there's also like two years ago me and two years ago me, I'm like, I'm looking at you guys. That's like what, you know what I mean? Like, that's like how fast we grow. So like yeah. you're thinking, <laughs> So this is like you now, and you're thinking like you want to sell coaching to like this past you. And what I'm saying is sell coaching to that past you. That could be three months ago. Mm, okay. It's still past you. So I, cause I really see like this client that you're talking about, who talked about the affair with you, who's ambitious, who has a growth mindset. That's you, right? Like you want, yeah, you want to grow. You are ambitious. And so who is this? Because I think we're going to stop selling over here at the $50 sessions. Who is this person? Mm-hmm. Who, are, who were you? What were you struggling with? What were you wanting three months ago, two months ago? Are you like, I need to answer that? Yes. Answer <laughs> it's not that. a rhetorical, do this not for a rhetorical later question. question. <laughs> yeah, this is like, like force yourself to come up with that answer right now. What were you struggling with? What are you wanting two months ago? Um, well, let's go more like five months ago. Okay, I was like, okay, I wanted to coach. 
because that, that was kind of more of a pivotal point where I was like, okay, I, I'm pretty sure I can do this, but will people pay me money for it? Yeah. And that was kind of, you know, I guess like the springboard moment of like, okay, I think I'm just going to tell people to pay or, you know, like offer coaching and then say, now you can pay me if you want to keep working yeah. with me like that. I, yeah, that's, that works. That works. Cause I think that's, what, I, ha- I guess I just haven't really, I guess I just haven't really um, like done a lot of work in thinking about that version mm-hmm. of me because I'm still on this train of like, um, I don't know, like a year after I wanted to kill myself, I found coaching. And then I was like, I can be happy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I'm just still like, oh, I just still want to help this poor yes. little victim, like get out of that hole sooner. <laughs> yeah. So that can, like we talked about, that can still happen with you offering your perspectives, you sharing free content. Um, that doesn't yeah. stop. You're like our ripple effect. I've had people reach out to me that would never pay me for coaching, but have thanked me for the way I've lived my life because they mm-hmm. see it, right? Like they think like they're grateful that I'm sharing. That's possible that they're going to be in yeah. their content and that maybe you share a book or a resource or you connect them with other people who that it serves them. But now that you've evolved, the be- best person you can serve has changed for both of you. Yeah. Well, and that really hit a chord with me when you said that earlier was off like the free content can serve a little bit of a different audience and still serve your purposes and you know, what you're still passionate about. Yeah. What your heart, money-making heart heart can be different. Yeah. Because like you really, like one of the things that really served me in the beginning was studying business. Like when I think about Nike or like, or Lululemon, okay. Let's use Lululemon. That's a better better example for what I'm thinking about. Is it morally right for them to charge all that money for their clothes when there's some people who can't afford it? Yeah, I mean, it's morally some, right. Yeah. Nothing's wrong with that. Sure, people whatever. don't have to buy it. That's the same way we have to think about coaching. When you decide to raise your prices, it probably means either they can choose to rise with you because you see them in their power or they're your coaching isn't for them anymore. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you're leaving them behind. It doesn't mean you don't care about them. It means that they just didn't choose to come with you and that this new level. So like the way I think about it, I'm very visual. So I'm going to draw this. Like the way I think about it is almost like, um, like a path, like, you know, we're like on this path and we're moving forward. And like, if they, like people are going to come onto the path at different timelines but some people will keep walking the path with you. I've had clients that have worked with me for years because we've stayed on the same trajectory and I have clients that come and fall off. I have some clients that came in that did not like my content or did not resonate with my work two years ago, but now they resonate with it. Right? Like some of you guys I've known for years. Some of you I've known for a month, <laughs> like, but I'm on my own path and, the, and it will change who wants to walk with you. And so I think the moral dilemma is you still kind of want to walk with the people that you once were, but you're not that person anymore. So part of your work is going to be grieving that, but also being proud of that. It's kind of an interesting, it's like a, it's like an identity death kind of. Yeah. That doesn't mean that mm-hmm. offers for them. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's definitely true. That really hits me. Yeah. And we can, like, I've been sad. I've, I've had to let clients go that it's been sad, but I know where I'm walking. And so my question for you, Sabrina, and all of you guys is, do you know where you're walking? Do you know where you want to go? And I think, and I know you do, because you've told me about your dreams and ambitions and how big you want to go. So it's time. This is like the first iteration of that. It'll keep, it'll change many times on your path. Yeah. So how do you, like, who do you want to be as you navigate it? That's the question. That's, that is a rhetorical question. Like who, who do you want to be as you have to let people go? And as you invite new higher caliber clients in, that's like kind of where you're sitting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because an offer change, something that we didn't really talk about when I was going through the five P's, but when you change your offer, you're really changing the identity piece, especially when you raise your prices or especially when you start working with different people. Like you are embodying the woman you're becoming more than the, the woman that you've been. And that, that feels big, but what else? Like mm-hmm. that is what we're here for. That is the evolution. That is the growth that we want as entrepreneurs. And so it's like, you can't hold on to both. You got to let go of the one so you can really embody the next. So that's my challenge and encouragement for you is like really embody the $1,000 offer version of you, which means cutting off the $50 or, or whatever. What was it? What were you charging before? Tell me again. Yeah. $50 a session. Yeah. And so now you're going to raise your prices. Like you have to let that go and powerfully decide to be all in on this $1,000 offer. Cause we're going to talk about tomorrow night, we're going to talk about making offers, which is different than just knowing your offer, but the more solid you can be, the more you believe in this next version, the easier it's going to be to sell. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And um, that was good. Thank you, Aubin. Also, and Tina, it's good to do it live. I think it makes it more real. So like I said, tomorrow, we're going to be talking about making offers, which is like the combination of like what we talked about today, which is just powerful decisions and then like bring it to the world. Um, I think it'll be good. And if you guys have like bring questions, if you have them overnight, bring them tomorrow. Um, so we can work through them. Other than that, I will upload this video and a little worksheet for you guys to do the work yourself because like I always say, it doesn't really matter what I say if you don't do anything different or if you don't apply it. So um, yeah, look for that email and then I will see you tomorrow night. Okay, bye.